0: You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com connect. This week, our Sunday's pastor, Brent Han brings us a message about the story of Jonah and why sometimes we all run. Okay, so go with me, if you will, to May 1999. All right, Enterprise, Alabama. All right, I was 16 years old. Didn't have a driver's license yet, but I did have a girlfriend. And uh, met her at the skating rink. Uh, yeah, y'all, y'all remember that romance, those kind of romances? Um, but but in Enterprise, Alabama, not a lot to do, you know. You know, we had, you know, I didn't, like I said, I didn't have a driver's license, so I had to depend on my mother to, you know, wherever my mom would drop me off, that, that, you know, that her mom could drop her off, you know, and then we could hang out. And, uh, you know, there was a the skating rink, and there was some restaurants, and there was a movie theater or two, and that was about it, you know, <laughs> so that's, that, that was all there was to do there, and, and uh, I remember one weekend in particular for some reason, uh, there, I, I don't, I think maybe, you know, we got, got too old for the skating rink or whatever, there, maybe we didn't have enough money or whatever it was, but I didn't want to go out anywhere that weekend, and uh, my girlfriend, she called me on the phone, and, uh, you know, the phone, like, attached to the wall of that phone, and like, uh, and, uh, she called me and she got me somehow. I, don't, I can't remember how we, we found each other back before cell phones. I can't, I can't remember how that worked. Like, you know, how do we find each other? I, how do we not just wander around looking for each other without cell phones? Um, but she got me and it was like, hey, why don't we go to the movies tonight? And I had already looked at the movies. There was, there was only one movie playing that we hadn't seen. And I didn't want to go to that movie with her. And I was trying to tell her that in a nice way, but I didn't know how to tell her. And, uh, and it's kind of weird because it's probably not what you're thinking. Because because it's kind of hard for me. To, it's weird for me to say, it it's it that I was she was, my girlfriend was trying to talk me in to going to see a Star Wars movie, going to see Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. And uh, if you're not a Star Wars fan, just just hang on for just a second, okay? We'll get back to Jesus in just a second, okay? Um, uh, but but. You know, I was like, it's not that I didn't want to go with her to the movies, it's not that I didn't want to go and see this movie, it's that I didn't want to explain this movie to her. Okay, you got you with me? All right, there's some people that you just don't want to go see a Star Wars movie with, right? Or there's certain kind, you know, some people just rather go see like The Help or something, you know, that's that's their their that's their uh that's their their genre, uh, but but uh. I knew that you know, this was going to be me explaining Star Wars to her, and I was like, have you ever seen Star Wars? And she said, no, but this is episode one, right? And I was like, no, I mean, yes, but no, it's the fourth one, it's not the first one. And I was like, she, so, so I was like, let's just, let's just go and get this over with. We went to the movie theater, and of course, we sit down, it's a crowded movie theater, uh, opening weekend maybe, or the next weekend or something like that, and it's crowded packed, and we're being in there, and like it was like, okay, it starts, I'm like, okay, Star Wars, cool. And then immediately, it's first people walk on the screen. These people right here, let me show you. Here they, these guys walk on the screen. And I was like, oh, oh okay, that's cool. Jedis, that's awesome. If you, uh, and she leans over and she's like, hey, is that a good guy or a bad guy? I was like, they're dressed up, they're ready for the church Easter play. What do you think? They're the good guys, right? <laughs> Obviously. All right? And so, so then, you know, later on, there's this guy. What was it? He's a little kid. Good guy or bad guy? She asked me. Good guy, Right? And then this guy, Jar Jar Binks, like, he's got a face only a mother could love, but clearly not going to hurt anybody. But this guy, what about him? What do y'all think? Good guy or bad guy? Bad guy. of course. It's like, so the whole movie, that's what I was doing, and maybe it, it ruined my impression of that movie. That maybe why I don't care for episode one, sorry, uh, but, but you know, it, it looks pretty obvious when you look at it that we can pretty much figure out, if, even if you've never seen the movie, you can kind of figure out who the good guys are and the bad guys are, right? Right, it's kind of obvious, but unfortunately, people—the bad guys in the world—we don't, don't wear red face paint with horns on their head all the time. You know, uh, it's not that simple. Uh, and you know, if we're honest, you know that you know sometimes you you don't really know where you stand. Sometimes, you know, I I'm honest, you know, I don't always feel like you know one of the other. And you know, we read the Bible sometimes. You know, we I think we sometimes think it's like this—that it's like it's like Star Wars. You know, good guys and bad guys the forces of evil, and, and, and it is when you look at Jesus, when you look at, at Satan or, or things like that, you know, it's black and white, you know, but a lot of the people in the Bible, a lot of the lives that are described there are not so clear-cut. They're not so, it's not so clear-cut because you have people like Moses who's raised in a uh, in a, uh, in a the home of a, a horrible, horrible person uh, the Pharaoh of Egypt who kills all these babies, he, he's raised in this home with him and then he Moses becomes a murderer and he leaves and he flees but God reaches out to him and, and God the word of the Lord comes to Moses and things change and Moses goes after an, a new direction and he begins to lead lead people to the promised land and do all these miracles but then when he gets there to the promised land he can't go in because he's messed up again and so it's just like kind of like, you know good guy bad guy a little bit of both right and then you go to Samson, uh, Samson, somebody like if you read the, the story of Samson in the book of Judges, like you kind of almost think like, 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 does he even know who God is? Does he realize, like God's telling him to do this and he's doing the opposite all the time. But then when you get to the, to the end of the Bible, when you get to Hebrews, you begin reading there's this long chapter with all these listed people of the faith, people that are champions, heroes of the faith, and Samson's right in the middle of it, like what, like how did he do that? How did he pull that off, you know? And you know, it makes you feel like man, there's a little hope for me. Uh, and, and then you've got people like King Saul in the Old Testament. He's he's a, a, definitely a good guy at the beginning, but he slowly becomes a bad guy. And then you've got you've got uh, Paul, Saul in the New Testament, who becomes Paul. He starts off as a bad guy, and then he de- he becomes a good guy. Ends up writing half the Bible or half the New Testament uh, for us. And so you you have all these different people who are kind, not one or the other. That, that they're all they're all they're, they're, they're real people you know they have flaws they have they have things that are going on in their life that are they're holding them back and you know it's 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 not you know it feels more like real life right it feels more like who who i am who who other people are i, I know you know uh, and so that's what the bible is it's not it's not glazing over it it's not trying to sugarcoat it and make people look better than they are make these guys look better it's telling you who they really were who they how they really lived, okay? And so today, I want to talk to you about one of those guys who maybe isn't always thought of as being one of those those champions of of greatness. It's a guy named Jonah, uh, a guy named Jonah, and you probably know if you, if you don't know the story, you know Jonah and the whale, yeah. So we're gonna we'll get there a little bit, maybe touch on that, but but there's there's some things that, that that are going on in Jonah's life and some things about Jonah that I think we can all learn from, that we can all see ourselves in, and so. If I could, let's, let's, let's go to, the, let's go to the, uh, Jonah chapter 1, and we're going to read just a few verses and look at his life. And, and I, want, I want it to, you know, it's kind of messed with me this week, and I hope, I hope it messes with you a little bit, okay? Uh, Jonah chapter 1, verse 1, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amitai. I'm going to stop right there. The word of the Lord came to him, okay? So we see this a lot before Jesus. Before G- Jonah is B.C. He's before Jesus. Uh, so th- we see a lot of this in the Bible before him in the, in the New Test- Old Testament. We see a lot of people doing normal things, living normal lives, and the word of the Lord comes to them and they, they go and begin doing something completely different. They begin a new chapter of their life. They begin going on this giant journey, this, this new adventure, um, and, and that, that's amazing. But it kind of changes after Jesus because then when you start looking into the, into the New Testament after Jesus is on the scene, it, it, people aren't sitting around waiting anymore. When they meet Jesus, that's when the change happens. It's when they come in contact with Jesus, that's when the the adventure begins. Because the the word of the Lord has come. John, the apostle John, actually writes in the Bible that, that Jesus is the word made flesh. So, so you know, the Word has come. We're not sitting around waiting on God to tell us to do something. The Word has come. Now, now I'm not saying the, the, the Holy Spirit can't, can't speak to you, that, that God can't do something new in your life, that he can't call you in a new direction. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we have something we can do because the Word has come. Jesus told us. Here's some things the the word has told us okay that Jesus told us to love God and to love people to love other people you know love love God with all our heart love people as much as we love ourselves uh, let your your light shine before men don't be ashamed of what God is doing in your life don't but let your light shine before men get rid of what caused you to sin if there's something going on in your life that's holding you back whether it's big or small anything get rid of it and and let and you you to better your relationship with God, uh, get rid of whatever is going on in your life that's holding you back. Put God first, seek first the kingdom of heaven, right? That, that if we put God first, then everything else is gonna fall into place. And care for the needy. Uh, take care of people that need to be taken care of. Look for people that are hurting, that are, that are broken, that, that need us, that need, need the hope and the peace that God's brought to you. And finally, uh, probably his most famous command too is his, is go and make disciples of all. Go tell everyone about Jesus. And as long as there's a person alive on this planet that doesn't know who Jesus is, we've got work to do, right? We've got something that we need to be doing. So so it's not like we're sitting around twiddling our thumbs, right? We have something to do. We're not waiting on the Word to come. The Word has come, and we have something amazing to do. We have an awesome opportunity to take part in. We have we have an adventure before us. We have a, a, a path that God has laid out. Right, we're not waiting on that. So so, um, don't don't be just be thinking, thinking about those things. Don't be just thinking about uh 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 you know the, the big thing that God has brought for you. you know sometimes we can think about uh, we can start praying for the that, that big dream that's coming one day. But but you know what? How how often do we need to stop? Before we pray for that big door to open for us to make sure that we're walking through the little doors are all around us all the time yeah. how, how often do we need to stop and, and and look at those things and see all the ways that we're, we're maybe Not doing what we need to be doing right now right where we're at the lives that we're, we're already able to touch that we're We're, we're not doing the, 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 the opportunities that we're letting slip through our fingers because here's what I see is that Jesus seems less concerned with our titles our family history, our salaries, our past experience, our intentions, and our qualifications, and more concerned with the action that we need to take right now. Jesus, when he talks to people, you can sense a, a sense of urgency inside of him. You can sense it, and he, he tells people, you know, you know, go and sin no more. He, tell, he says, uh, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. You know, and he, he calls people and he expects them to drop what they're doing and come with him. Uh, he tells he heals people. He says, "He says, go show yourself to the priest so you can you can worship. Go and tell your family what God has done for you. you know, uh, he heals Jairus' daughter, and he says, he says, go be with your daughter right now. Go see what God's done in her life.' You know, uh, he tells he tells. Uh, there's one guy that comes to him and says, "says Hey, Jesus, I, I want to follow you." And he says, "He says, okay, come on." And, and the guy says, "Well, first I've got to go go bury my father." And he says, "He says, no, he says Jesus says he says Let the dead bury themselves." And like that's. That's not what you say to somebody that's grieving, right? But Jesus, it's this sense of urgency is what he's trying to impress, that that we don't have time to sit around and wait. The the thing that's before us right now, it's urgent, that people need Jesus. People need the hope and the peace and the joy that that he's brought into our lives. People need that. People need that. And It's up to us to share it. And so let's go on, okay? Jonah chapter 1, verse 1 through 3 says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, get up and go to Nineveh the great city and cry out against it for their evil has come to my attention so Jonah got up to flee to Tarshish from the Lord so there's there's verse two God saying hey Jonah here's what I want you to do and here's verse three Jonah getting up and doing something completely different right right so there's no like there's no there's no verse in there that that you know it was edited out where we heard Jonah say well or thought about it or whatever there's no like moment of internal monologue or debate for Jonah. It's just boom. You know, God says, God says this, Jonah does the opposite, right? Yeah. And so the thing that's, that's interesting there is, is that, you know, whoever wrote the book of Jonah, we really don't know who wrote the book of Jonah. It could have been Jonah. A lot of people think, you know, Jonah wrote it about himself. Some people say that other people, somebody else wrote it about him later. But, uh, but whoever wrote this Maybe they're trying to tell us something there. Maybe it's obvious, you know, first of all. Maybe, uh, you know, I don't know much about Nineveh or much about Tarshish or anything like that, but maybe it'd be like if God said, hey, why don't you go to a war zone? And you said, I think I'm just going to go to Destin for a few weeks, right? Uh, so that's, that, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's obvious there. Or, or maybe, uh, maybe, maybe there was no debate in Jonah. Maybe that it wasn't recorded there because there was no debate in Jonah's mind because Jonah already had it figured out. He already had it set in his mind, he may not have said it out loud, but there was something that he had already like sectioned off from God and said, look, God, you can ask me to do all these things, but this right here, this, this, you can't touch this, right? There, there everything else, but there, because there, there's no debate right there with, with John, he, this, he would stop or hesitate maybe. Maybe there was no hesitation in it because he already had it figured out. And man, how dangerous is that? Can, how, can we be like that sometimes? That we maybe we've already got things figured out and there, maybe there's some things that are off limits in our own lives to God? I mean, that can be a very dangerous thing. Or or maybe the author thought the process of thought, the thought behind it wasn't important. But the action was, the thought didn't matter. Like, why Jonah was doing it didn't matter in that moment. What matters is the action that was taken. Are you with me? The action that we take matters. It affects people. The action we take or we don't take, you know, it affects people around us and it affects us sometimes. So, um, so, so we need to realize that, that, that there, the things that we need to be doing, there's, you know, there's things that we know that we need to be doing. We know these things. So we need to take action and, and do it because other people are, are being affected by our, our lack of a decision there. Jonah, Jonah, let's go on, let me read a little bit more, okay? So he, he, he goes down to Joppa, finds a ship, and he pays the fare and went aboard to go with them to Tarshish away from the Lord. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea so that there was a great storm. The ship looked like it might be broken to pieces. The sailors were terrified and each one cried out to his God. They hurled the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to make it lighter." And then it says that Jonah, Jonah went, he was under, the whole time everybody's freaking out, you know, on board the ship. Guess where Jonah is? He's downstairs asleep on the boat in the middle of the storm. And so, so, you know, you read this and you're like, okay, so maybe you're, you're reading and you're saying, okay, so if, if, I do, if I don't do what God tells me to do, then God's going to zap me. You know, he's going to shoot a lightning bolt down at me. Like, that's not what this story is about. That's not what's happening here. Okay, this isn't God getting mad and going, that's not, that's not you know, that's not God and that's not what's happening here. Uh, this storm isn't a punishment for Jonah. It's a wake-up call. Right? It's an alarm clock going off. In Jonah's life it's saying it's it's God's doing he's doing something to wake Jonah up and am I saying that God does makes bad things happen to us that's not what I'm saying I'm not I'm saying sometimes when bad things happen to us God uses that to shape us to mold us to bring us into a better place and when when this this storm in particular he uses this storm to, to help uh, Jonah. There are other storms in the Bible. You know, when we talk about storms, when we talk about storms, we all, all automatically think of, of the bad things we're going through, right? But there are other storms in the Bible that are mentioned and talked about. And it seems like they're always happening when people are at sea for some reason. I don't know why, but they're always in a boat. Uh, one time there's the disciples, they're on the boat with, with Jesus, and Jesus is asleep in the bottom of the boat, and there's a big storm. And they all start freaking out, and Jesus comes up on top of the ship, and he's like, hey, you guys, what's, what's wrong with your faith? You don't have any faith. Like, like, I got this, and he gets up and he says, peace, be still, and everything dies away. You know, and they realize this was just a, te- this was a test of our faith, you know, and we, we failed, you know, and so sometimes when we go through a storm, that's what we think. It's like, oh, this is just a test of our faith, you know, and like, I'm going to keep believing, and, and sometimes that's what it is, but sometimes it's something more. Sometimes it's a little bit of a wake-up call to us, Right? Um, uh, there's also in, in John chapter six, there's a time, another time where the disciples are in a boat and there's a storm, but Jesus isn't in the boat. He's walking across the water to them in the middle of the storm. And so that time it was like a, an awesome opportunity for a miracle to take place. It was just an opportunity for God to show up and get some glory, you know, and maybe that's, sometimes that's when we have a storm, we think, okay, this is just an opportunity for God to do something amazing in my life. And you know what it is sometimes, and it is a lot of the times, but here's the thing is, is that. Sometimes it's a little bit more. Sometimes it's a wake-up call. There's also there's also a time where uh, Paul is going to stand stand trial in Rome, and he's a prisoner of, uh, on this ship, and he tells the guys it's like we need to make port and stay where we're at through the winter. God's told me like there's it's not going to be good out there, and uh, the, the guys are like, no, we're gonna we're gonna keep doing what we're, what we're supposed to be doing. We're getting back out there on the ocean, and so they get back out, and guess what? There's a giant storm. Blows them off course. There's a horrible shipwreck. And so it's just kind of it's kind of, like I told you so moment, you know We like those kind of storms too, like, you know, the storms in other people's lives and we say, hey You know, you, you don't you need to stop doing that or I wouldn't do that if I were you and then something bad happens to So we kind of like that we like to kind of feel like, you know, we want up somebody, right? And I, be a little honest here, you know, you sometimes we, we we like to be proven right, you know And that's what kind of happened happened with Paul here and so sometimes it is is a time where you do something wrong and something bad happens because of it. But that's not what's happening here, okay? This isn't just a test of Jonah's faith. This isn't just an opportunity for God to do a miracle. This isn't just a, uh, a, about Jonah did something wrong and now God's, do, God's you know, taking action. This is about God trying to wake Jonah up, okay? This is about God trying to, to wake him up, okay? Uh, God uses the storms in our lives to wake us up, the forces to check ourselves, our motives, our direction, our destination. So, so sometimes you know we we can get mad at the storm, we get mad at the bad things that are going on in our life. But sometimes we can be thankful for them too. You know, we can be thankful that God is using those things to grow us, to to sharpen us, to to strengthen us, to to do something big in our life. Um, you know, and I can't speak for anybody else here, but I can only speak for myself and just say that, you know, I don't go down to the to where the boat station I don't know and buy a ticket to go to Tarshish you know I don't I don't do that I don't go take a nap on a boat in the middle of a storm I don't that's not what I do but I can make myself busy you know I can get myself distracted good and distracted you know entertain myself you know busy myself Uh, but what I need to be doing sometimes is checking myself and so when these storms come up in our life it's an opportunity for us to check ourselves to see if maybe that we if we've steered off course a little bit if we're not where we used to be if our heart and our passion isn't what it once was if we're just going through the motions of religion instead of really being in a relationship with jesus if we're if if we've we're not if you know maybe a long time ago we said this is what we're going to do with our lives and now we've we've somehow ended up off course off somewhere else that's where a storm is a moment for that so have you been there before? Are you there right now? You know, is there a storm there? You know, maybe you're, you're thinking like, well, well, what should I do Don't get mad, okay? Don't, don't get mad at the storm, all right? Uh, you know, that, it just means God is doing something, okay? And no matter what, no matter what kind of storm, no matter what the, the circumstances of it, I know this, that wherever you're at, God wants to speak peace into that situation. God wants to be the peace in the middle of your storm. We want it to be completely smooth sailing all the time. That's just not life, okay? But God does want to bring us peace in the middle of the storm. He wants to, and uh, and so so um, so. And it, it, remember that He's not the author of confusion. That you know, if you're sitting there saying like, "Is God trying to teach me something or not?" Don't sit around and try to figure that out, okay? You know, yes, check yourself. Do those things, but but. God's not the author of confusion, you don't need, need to, to worry so hard about it, but but storms are, are sometimes good things in our life because they shake us and they make us better, you know, and sometimes that's hard to do, to think about in our own lives because, you know, yeah, we, don't, we don't want to think that, you know, that God's doing, using this bad thing that happened in our life to make us stronger. We don't like to think about that, but uh, let me hear this, uh, my view on certain things changed. Well, when Lauren was pregnant, all right, when she was pregnant, uh, uh, Macy will be six this year, uh, you know, uh, the whole time she was pregnant, we had people come up and they'd say, man, when that baby gets here, everything's going to change. And then, you know, yeah, I've heard that somewhere. And you know, someone says, hey, man, when that baby gets here, everything's going to change. Hey, when that baby gets here, okay, the main thing I want to change is for everybody to stop telling me how much things are going to change. That's the number one thing. All right, so the baby got here, and guess what? Things changed. <laughs> they weren't lying. Uh, but it didn't happen, it didn't happen like in, you know, just overnight, like, you know, but it happened slowly. And one of the ways I realized this recently was I was watching The Little Mermaid, okay? If you've ever seen The Little Mermaid, there's, I was watching it with my daughter, and uh, sometimes I'll watch it by myself, but that's, anyway. Uh, she's, she, uh, the, the Little Mermaid, Ariel, she is, has been collecting all these things from human shipwrecks and those things, and, and her dad is like, you know, humans are, you know, we don't go around them, they're dangerous. You know, he doesn't know. Better safe than sorry, that whole thing. And so he finds out she's got all these things from, she's collecting from shipwrecks. And what does he do? He goes ballistic, and he has this like trident thing, and he shoots it all and blows it all up. And like, when I was a kid, I was thinking, that's the worst dad I've ever seen in my life. He's horrible. I can't believe they put him in this Disney movie. And like I watched it recently and I watched it and when he got, when he got to that part, he was like, yeah, you do. That's what you do. That's what we do, right? and I was like, man, look, because, because, you know, you, it's your little girl, you know, you want to take care of her. You want to be, be better, better safe than sorry, you know? And I'm like, yeah, she, so, you know, I, I was just like, you can tell like the way that I, that I saw this scene. Made me realize how much my viewpoint had changed on on discipline and those kind of things. And sometimes, the a father wants to take care of his child, and it's not just about you know my relationship with Macy has changed, but it's also shown me how my relationship with God is, and it's changed my relationship with God a lot. That sometimes bad things happen to me, and I can get mad about it, or I can see the lesson that God is doing there. I can I can grow. I can I can I can uh, receive uh you know some some kind of peace from god and, and get through it um but but that's the thing is to see the storm is is yes it's bad yes it's tough yes it's, it's hard but god is doing something in the in the storm he's teaching us and he's, he's growing us so what do we do what do you do what do i do what do we do when we find ourselves in a storm we do what jonah did okay now most of, most of the story we don't listen to jonah because jonah did some really stupid things in the story but there's a section from the, about the time he woke up from his nap until the time he ends up in, he finally gets to Nineveh. Okay, and there that, that he does he does good, and so we can follow his his uh, footsteps there. One is one thing we can do is we need to wake up. Okay if wherever you're at if, if you know if there's a storm going on check yourself wake up and check check yourself and see say hey is god trying to teach me something is god trying to 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 shake something loose in me is he trying to you know maybe i was holding on to something i don't need to hold on to or trying to do things my way instead of doing things his, his way what is it you know wake up and and get get an eye on what it is to how god is is moving in your life and then second be honest and be humble okay there's a lot of times when uh when when we're when you're going through something and you start you know blaming other people and you start like thinking about how other people can you know could do this or that to you or maybe someone did this back to you way back there and so that made you do this right here be honest about where you're at be honest about about who you are where you need where what's your what's your you contributed to the situation right and and be honest about it and stay humble because Jonah what he did was he came back up he comes back up from his nap and he says hey guys look this storm it's my fault if you throw me overboard right now everything's gonna stop and so you can all stop freaking out that's that's what needs to happen so he's just honest and humble and that's 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 hard to do sometimes but if we're honest if we're honest with who about who we are and what God is doing in our lives if we're honest about that then God can teach us something then God can do something new in our life and if we don't learn the lesson guess what we keep going around and around and around until we learn the lesson okay i'm speaking from experience uh third don't fear the outcome jonah just said hey throw me overboard right and it's all gonna be don't fear the outcome of what is going to happen when you stand up and do what you're supposed to do because god's going to take care of you okay God's, you know, God's going to take care of you. If you do what you're supposed to do, what he's told you to do, he's going to take care of you. So don't worry about that. It says, it says there that, that God had prepared a fish for Jonah. Now, it's not the best way to get to Nineveh, but it's, it's not first class, but it'll get the job done, right? Uh, so God's going to take care of you. It may be hard, may not be the ideal way, but God will take care of you, okay? And fourth, and probably most importantly, get busy. Get busy doing something, okay? Whatever it is you're supposed to be doing, get busy doing it okay go after it and do it I think that's the thing is like most of the time we know what we're supposed to be doing but it's just like just stopping and realizing we're not doing it and getting busy doing it right and so you know what it is that you need to be doing get busy doing it maybe it's paying more attention to the people around you maybe it's noticing people and, and developing those relationships around you more maybe it's uh it's helping others more you know maybe seeing the needs of people around you more or maybe it's getting rid of something that's holding you back you know maybe there's something in your life that's holding you back that that from God you need to 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 release it and let it go okay or or it's maybe it's just you need to get closer to Jesus be closer to him or maybe it's starting a relationship with Jesus for the first time maybe there's a storm in your life right now and it's shaking you to your core and it's because God is you maybe God is using that storm to to remind you how much you need him Maybe you know deep down that you need God, that you need a relationship with Him. And that's that's easy. That's an easy thing to do. It's an easy thing to begin today, and it, it begins with Jesus, okay? And it's very simple. All you have to do if you don't have a relationship with Him is to just say, say, Jesus, I believe you're exactly who you said you were. You're the Son of God. You're the Savior of my life, and I want you to, to, to guide me and direct me. And it's that easy. It's that easy. And then... And then just tell somebody about what God has done. Tell them that, that you know you're a Christian, that you're that you're a follower of Jesus now, and that's it's that easy. So wherever you're at, whatever the storm is that's going on in your life, uh, you know th- there's something you can learn from it. There's something that's going on there, and uh, let's, let's let's find that out. Let's do those things. Let's let's wake up, be honest, uh, don't fear the outcome, and let's get busy doing something that we're supposed to be doing anyway. Okay. Um, So Jonah chapter 1, go back to the beginning, okay, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, get up and go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it for the evil, their evil has come to my attention. So Jonah got up to flee to Tarshish from the Lord. It it doesn't tell us, like I said, it doesn't tell us what's going on through his mind, and maybe that's a good thing. Right there it doesn't tell us, and so for the majority of the book we get to just put ourselves in his shoes, you know, we get to to slip into his headspace a little bit, and we have to say like, why would somebody run from god you know why do people run from god why do i run from god why did you run from god why why is it that we do that and so we have to ask ourselves that tough question right we have to ask ourselves that and uh, and but but jonah he you know it doesn't tell us at first but he finally tells on himself and uh you know he goes on to, to nineveh And he preaches there, and and the people there, they they turn their lives over to God, and it's a great, amazing thing that happens. But then Jonah, let's just read This is what Jonah says, okay? God, I knew it. When I was back home, I knew this was going to happen. That's why I ran off to Tarshish. I knew you were full of grace and mercy, not easily angered, rich in love, and ready at the drop of a hat to turn your plans of punishment into a program of forgiveness. That sounds awesome when you think about what it says about God, but it says, it says some really horrible things about Jonah, right? It Says some really bad things about who Jonah was and what was going. On. He had some spy, had some issues probably going on in there, right? Some 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 hate for the people of Nineveh or something that was going on. He was being a jerk, right? And make, that sounds horrible. And uh, uh, but I think the thing is, is it doesn't, but it doesn't really matter what it is that's holding us back. From doing what God wants us to do, and Jonah's being a jerk. Maybe you're not being a jerk. Maybe, but but maybe it's you know like just being busy or being being distracted or being lazy or being afraid or you know something like that. But 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 the outcome is still the same. There are still people that are being affected by the action that we don't take. Okay, Jonah, there were people. Uh, you know, the sailors on that boat. You know, they were going through the storm. That Jonah was going through right that was a storm for Jonah but but the people in the boat were going through it because of right. Jonah and there's people in your boat too when 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 we don't listen to God when I don't listen to God there's some storms that sometimes I have to go through in my life and you know what that means Lauren and, and my daughter Macy they have to go through the storm too right yep. there's people there's people in my life that have to go through that storm with me yep. and so so if so I don't listen to God and, and learn what I need to learn from that from that moment and go on, it's not just bad for me; it's bad for other people too. The people of Nineveh, they have, uh, they they wanted, they needed the hope and the and the peace of God to come into their life. And Jonah had that, and he was supposed to bring it to them, but he holds back, he stops, and he doesn't go. And so there's people there that that aren't being affected by the the by God that aren't that don't have that relationship with God because Jonah didn't do what he was supposed to do. And eventually they did. Eventually. Jonah went ahead. But when when we don't do what we're supposed to do, other people are infected. So whatever the reason may be, when we run instead of taking action, we are not the only ones affected. You've been listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and pastoral staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer request by using the email address, prayer at church2911.com. If you would like to know more about our church, including information about our weekly services, please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.